Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fossett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma. I'm thrilled, absolutely excited to be here today. Ah, so much is happening, so much is going on, and we can all feel it. I know if you're listening to this, you're one <clears throat> one of those who are empathetic and sensitive and working at understanding how you fit into this world and how you can be more of it, more abundant, more present, more, 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 more highest potential you. And that is exactly ah, what we focus on, you know, and bringing mindfulness to our daily adventure with this, the journey going from the numb and the disassociated and the, uh, what is that called? Like, um, we want to be distracted. So going away from the distraction and into the, the bliss of presentness. And I say bliss because let me tell you, it's like, as you love what is, as you bring yourself into this now moment, everything begins to excite you. Everything, everything. So a big component to this presentness is letting go of judgment because judgment is the ego's way of knocking you out of the present moment. When I judge something, I'm no longer present with it. I'm actually comparing. I'm comparing what I know, what I think I know, what was in the past, what I actually want. I'm comparing all of that with this now. Instead of just letting this now be now and letting the evolution, it's just so wild to me that we are always creating our now moment. So if we actually wanted to change, it's not about judging the outside world. It's about shifting within and then watching the outside follow. This is super duper amazing and powerful. So let's see. That's, well, we discuss that all the time and that's the basis, right? But today I want to think about the fact that less is more. Less is more. I am going into a another shift and I'm feeling the desire to to go minimal to just be like the least amount what is the least amount and mm, I'm loving the idea (sighs) just the idea of being as simple as possible and it's wild because I feel like I had these visions of this back when I thought about one day I'll move back to the island, get those, um, those, uh, the center up and running, hand it off to someone, and then just have a backpack. Just be minimal. And when I was a truck driver, I was pretty darn mineral. We minimal, <laughs> mineral, minimal in the truck. You could only have so much. 
And it was just lovely. It was sublime to be in that state of of adventure and journey with carrying very little. Now, it could have been a lot less. I did have a truck. You know, I did have a big rig. So I was, I mean, I'm not putting stuff in the trailer that was hauling freight. But in the cabin, there was more room than, say, a car. So I could sleep and eat and have a cooler, keep dry goods, just things like that. Mm. (laughs) I am just ecstatic with this idea of less is more. And I noticed that Bella's getting into it too. And we're looking to, to downsize, to downsize what we have and how we live and all of that. So there is exciting movement with this. It's just so exciting. It's going to be very interesting to see. Mm. <laughs> so how in like are you feeling the stretch? Like what does too much feel like? Too much feels distracting. Actually, I've got a great story I'm going to tell you. This is a beautiful story of two children. And it it was a like I think it was like a Montessori type idea because this woman taught about how to provide toys for children and it was with this Montessori concept so there's no plastic it's like keep the keep the materials as natural as possible take out the plastic toys take out the noisy toys but the story goes this woman she was um hearing about this other lady's concept and she thought she'd like to implement it but she wasn't sure if she could because her kids had so many toys and she just that you know couldn't stand the thought of trying to decide which ones and as it was you know she had a situation and her situation was she had a like a 4-year-old or a 5-year-old and she had a toddler like a 2 to 3-year-old and these children the oldest was a girl and the youngest was a boy and they would they would play in the house but they weren't playing. She noticed that her daughter spent all her time, and this is the the five-year-old, she spent all her time putting her toys in piles. She wasn't playing with them. She was organizing them. She was putting them in groups and piles and in order, always putting them in order. And then she noticed the toddler was always crashing these piles. He wasn't playing with the toys either as they were intended. He was just crashing this stuff. And she felt like at her wit's end because this did not feel, this didn't feel natural to her. It didn't feel like productive. So she read this woman's work and she read how you're supposed to limit the toys they have, take out the ones that are obnoxious, take out the ones that don't align with the human species and um, minimal books, minimal, minimal, right? So she um, thought, well, heck, you know, what do I have to lose? And she was very nervous doing it, but she did just put out, like she just kept 12 toys or whatever the number was, 12 toys for her daughter, 12 toys for her son, and um, put the rest away, got rid of a bunch, you know, put some away to rotate. And then she watched and it was like instant magic in the same like day, she noticed suddenly her daughter was playing with the toys. She noticed suddenly her son was playing with toys. It was this chaos of so much that 
the children were reacting to. It was the chaos of the um, extreme amount. And this happens in this society, especially in America, because toys are cheap and everyone wants to give you stuff. And I remember when I was a kid, we had very limited toys. And now I see that the kids have unlimited, huge rooms filled like toy shops. So it's no wonder that they don't know what to do. You know, and it's no wonder this little girl spent all her time organizing. It was, she was trying to ease the chaos. And then her brother was stressed by this compulsive behavior of hers. And so he was then crashing it. Now, once the toys shifted, they both found this ease to just enjoy, to just enjoy what was in front of them. It wasn't chaotic. It wasn't overwhelming. It wasn't neurotic. And that's what's going on with us. The neuroses of too much, the neuroses. So we have a couple things to barrel through with this. And one is this idea that, oh, I can afford it, so I might as well have it. And then another one of the ideas um, has to stem with, uh, oh, I can't get rid of anything. It's still good. But in nowhere in there, it's the concept that if it doesn't make your heart sing, let it go. If it doesn't make your heart sing, let it go. How cool is that? <sighs> I personally, I just love, 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 love this. Mm. Because I know it's an opportunity for me to uh, step into this now. What doesn't make my heart sing? What is not working? You know, what can I do without? And what is the bare minimum that I need in this now moment? Now, I can do this simply. Fortunately, I have places I can stash all my books so I don't have to carry them with me. I can just have them somewhere. I, there was this concept too. Okay, so I said, fortunately, I can put that over there so I can just go get a book and have it with me and that can be the book I can read and then bring it back to the island and get another book. I had a friend who moved from San Diego to New Jersey. Now, that to me just seemed absurd right off the bat. <laughs> who would want to leave San Diego? Uh, but she did it to start a new life. And she, she uh, adopted this mindset of only having 200 things, only owning 200 things. So she got rid of everything she owned minus 200 things. And each sock counted as one. So two socks was two things. Um, so she just downsized massively. And that was her mindset. And I could tell that this brought her a lot of ease. It was beautiful. So she and her daughter stayed with me for a little while. And I think it was even while she was staying with me, her car was stolen. This I couldn't believe. I could not believe this. But she handled it with such ease and just... And some of her things were stolen. Some of her 200 things were stolen because they were in the car. So it was very interesting that um, someone could do this and it blew my mind. But I'm at the place where I'm feeling it. I'm totally feeling it. How much simpler... How much simpler, and I'm even curious, like, if it would even save money, which I think it would save massive amounts of money. So 
this is something I'm going to be stepping into and I will let you know as I go how it goes because I'm I'm thinking that with the chaos of energy, with the shift of energy, with the chaos of the fear of the people around us, the the, the unknowing, the this this change is bringing the um, mystery that people are being reflexive to and worried about and and feeling like stressed over, anxious. It's calling for us to downsize. It's calling for us to simplify. I think there was um, a Futurama that kind of dealt with that. And I don't know if they were downsizing or if they were just in a recycling like binge, but it was just crazy because it was like in an effort to do that. Then the, 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 what do you call it? The dumps just filled up and then they just sent the trash off somewhere. It was pretty funny. Uh, but perhaps we can shift the energy of the things into energy of creativity, energy of the co-create, you know, to go into the co-creative process. And what would that look like? So I'm getting very inspired to um, walk through my space and clear it of all the unnecessaries. It will just be very lovely to do this. <sighs> and I have a couple months to do it in. I'm giving myself a reasonable time frame and just going to find solution as I go. It's very, very cool. Oh my goodness. So what are you feeling about this? And what do you think about the idea of taking the chaos out of your environment, out of your situation? How would that look and feel for you? Mm. I just want to have it. I want to have a creative space. And I do have my studio where I can go and just create for me. Work on an art journal. <clears throat> just work on small things, things I can enjoy. Work on commissions. Very, very enjoyable to do this kind of stuff. And just have the peace to do it. Just have the order. Order's a big part of this because with the order means we can just be welcomed into a space and sit down and enjoy it. On the island, I created a spot where I could just enjoy my mother. I could just sit. There's a painting of hers on the wall, and I could just enjoy and feel like I'm just snuggling up next to her, visiting with her, having a cup of tea with her while I do my crocheting. And it's just lovely, lovely, lovely. So what is calling for you to clean it up, to release this chaotic energy, to release this stress and overwhelm? What is calling to you today? Create one little space. You know, my my dear friend Ursula did a sock drawer the other day and it made such a difference for her. <clears throat> Just a sock drawer. But think about it. Everything we do, it makes it so approachable and so enjoyable after we do it. We want to actually just like revel in it. We want to climb into it. We want to have a little date there, you know, a little coffee date or artist date. We want to just enjoy it and revel in it. So what is it that you could do? I'm looking at a dresser top that I've neglected and it might be time to clean it up. It's just uh, wild how once we get started too, we don't want to stop. So go for it, go big and see what happens. Oof, that is today. Mm, sending you so much love. Have a wonderful day. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. 
It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.